Hello, hello, hello. It's a great day. I want to welcome you to today's broadcast of Success Catalyst. As usual, I'm your regular host. My name is Ni Shoenka. I'm a certified human resource expert. Alright, um, our desire at Success Catalyst, as usual, is to align you with the path of greatness through the discovery, the development, and deployment of your potentials. Everything you really want to become in life, it's on your inside, waiting to be discovered. Greatness is on your inside, alright? And this is not just a cliche, it is real. Greatness is on your inside. All you need to do is to find it, you need to actualize it, and you need to release it. I'll say it again, greatness is on your inside. All you need to do is to find it. You need to actualize it. You need to release it. You need to discover it. You need to develop it. And you need to deploy it. And that is our desire at Success Catalyst. Today, I want to talk to you about um, what you can you see. It's just a simple question that I want to share with you. If you've been following this series in the past um, couple of weeks, we've been talking of how we could make our year the best year yet. So today, in that light, all right, I want to continue to ask you that what can you see? And if you want to put in for in brackets, say the power of vision. So I want to ask you right now, what can you see? Now, uh, perhaps you are with your phone, perhaps you're listening in your car, perhaps you're just somewhere listening to this broadcast. Now, you may be looking at on at the street, you may be looking at your phone, you may be with your radio, but that's not actually what I mean. I do not mean what you can see with your physical eyes, all right? Because there are two worlds that exist. We have the terrestrial world where we see with our physical eyes, then we have the unseen world. In fact, can I shock you and tell you that the unseen world is as powerful or even much more powerful than the seen world. I'll say that again and I stand to be quoted. The unseen world is as powerful or even more powerful than the seen world. Alright? So what can you see? Alright? You must realize that everything in life is created twice. One, it is created in the mind before it is created in the physical life. I'll say that again. Everything in life is created twice. It must have been created in the mind or in the heart first before it is practical, before it comes to the open. So I'll start this morning with a quotation, a quotation that has struck me several, I, I stumbled on that quotation several years ago and it has not left me. Now, what is that quote? It simply states that the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. I'll say that again emphatically. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Now, who said that quote? It was the woman called Ellen Keller. Now, in case you don't know, Ellen Adams Keller was an American author. I'll tell us a bit about her this morning. She was an American author. She was a political activist and a lecturer. She was actually the first deaf-blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. Maybe you didn't hear that. I said she was the first um, deaf and blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. So she was the only person that said that the only thing worse than being blind is to have sight but no vision. Because it simply means that a lot of people actually have sight but they do not have vision. And she said that is the worst thing. Because she was deaf, she was blind, but she still went ahead to achieve amazing feats. Let me tell you much more about her, alright? Her best place in Alabama in the United States is now a museum and sponsors an annual Ellen Keller Day, alright? Her birthday, you know, on June 27 is commemorated as Ellen Keller Day in the United States of, um, of Pennsylvania and was authorized 
at the federal level by presidential proclamation all right president jimmy carter in 1980 you know actually proclaimed this day in the city of pennsylvania permit me to mention. all right she was a prolific author you know keller was well traveled and outspoken in her convictions she was a member of the socialist party of america and the industrial workforce of the world you know she and um she campaigned for women's suffrage labor rights socialism and other causes and now she went ahead um, and was inducted into the alabama's women's hall of fame in 1971 and was one of the 12 inaugural inductees to the alabama writers hall of fame on june 8 2015. just permit me all right to spell out some of these thoughts from this woman i want to i want to help us so that we will know that we do not have any excuse we do not have any excuse on becoming all that we have been destined to do. In 1904, all right, at the age of 24, interestingly, Keller graduated from Redcliffe, all right, becoming the first deafblind person, like I said earlier, to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. She maintained a correspondence with the Australian philosopher and pedagogy, Wilhelm Jerusalem, who was one of the first to discover a literary talent all right she was so talented even though she was deaf even though she was blind she didn't allow that to be um, an handicap a, a, a reason for her not to become successful let me just go ahead and state certain facts as well she was determined to communicate with others you know as conventionally as possible Keller learned to speak and spent much of her um, life giving speeches and lectures a deaf and a blind woman giving she was a i mean she was a political activist she was a lecturer how, how how you begin to wonder let's go let's go ahead um as we share these thoughts she learned to hear people's speech by reading their lips with her hands did you get that because she was deaf because she was blind she actually learned to hear people's speech by reading their lips with her hands her sense of touch actually became extremely substitute she became proficient as using the braille and reading sign language with her hands as well. All right. Shortly before the World War I, um, with the assistance of a friend, she determined that by placing her fingertips on a resonant tabletop, she could experience music played by the nose, a deaf woman, a blind woman. <laughs> oh, this is quite interesting. She was thankful, all right, for the faculties and ability that she did, she did possess and stated that the most productive pleasures she had were curiosity and imagination. Can you imagine? She said the most important faculties. She didn't have the faculty to hear. She didn't have the faculty to see. But she said to people that her most productive pleasure is that she could actually use her curiosity and her imagination. So one more time this morning, what is your excuse? A deaf and a blind woman challenging us this morning. Keller went on to become a world-famous um, speaker and author. She's remembered as an advocate for people with disabilities and missed numerous other courses. She was a suffragette, a pacifist, an opponent of Widow Wilson, a radical socialist and birth control you know, supporter. At age 22, very strikingly, Keller published her autobiography. Can you believe that? Somebody at the Shinsu publishing their autobiography, The Story of My Life, with the help of Sullivan and Sullivan's old man, John Mercy. It recounts the story of her life up to age 21 and was written during her time in college. Keller wrote the World War One, you know, um, live. All right. She there was actually she also produced a film. A film was actually produced in her name. 
all right, when Kella was young and he Sullivan introduced her to Philip Brooks, who introduced now the truth is this I can go on and on and tell you about this woman. Let me let me let me begin to round off, especially about her. Now continue, Kella devoted much of her life to raise funds for the American blind people. I, I need to pause here and, and ask you this morning, what do you think is your limitation? If this woman told us that the only worst thing than being blind is having sight but no vision. She also made a very interesting comment. She said the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or touched. They must be felt. I'll say that again. The best and most beautiful things in this world cannot be seen or touched. Because she was deaf, because she was blind, I'll repeat that for emphasis. She said they must be felt with the heart. So until you can see with your mind's eye, until you can see with your heart, there's a limitation. There's a limit to what you can be. So my drive this morning is to challenge us with this story. What can you see? What you see is what you become. Because what you behold is what you behave and it is what you become. I'll say that again. What you believe is what you behold. What you behold is how you behave and how you behave determines what you become. It's a principle in life. So I want to leave you with this thought this morning. What can you see? We will continue next week as we extract this subject uh, much more critically. Please, you can reach me, you know, on my Twitter handle at N-I-Y-I-S-O-Y-I-N-K-E. That is at Nii Shoyinka. Um, that's my Twitter handle. Or you can contact me directly via my Gmail, speakwithnii at gmail.com. Or you could actually send us a text message, strictly text messages only, to 80 Triple four. I'll say that again. Zero eight zero eight eight seven nine one four four four. All right. It will be good to communicate with you via text messages. Thank you for being a partner with us this morning. Remember, live deliberately and become all you can. You are the next best thing that will happen. Cheers and have a great day.